0: And uh, this is specifically in the context of where we are as a movement. Uh, Pastor Yoma preached a powerful message last Sunday concerning becoming or being an apostolic center. This is crucial. And it is so important that you realize that when you are at church, something is happening to you. Church is not like a classroom. It is more like a, 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 a surgery hall. You come in to be changed on the inside. It is not just a place where you come to listen and then determine whether you you agree with the content and the details. God intends to, through His Word, transfigure and transform you as you are hearing. And it is so important that as you are here, that your heart is in that posture. That you are not blocking the surgeon's hand. Hey, hey. And when God was trying to give Adam a great blessing in the form of Eve, he put him to sleep. And sometimes it's a good place for us to be where we are resting and trusting in God and allowing Him to do what He wants to do. So as we're transitioning, transitioning into becoming an apostolic center, Preparing our structures and our reins for the impact that we're going to have citywide and nationally. It is important that we share with you how we're going to go about this. And one thing that God always does when He is going to do something is He works through people. Tell the person next to you that God can work through you. Whenever there's somebody praying somewhere in some city around the nation... God is busy stirring somebody somewhere in this nation to answer that prayer. If someone has been on their knees day and night praying for some provision, God is probably not going to make it rain Namibian dollars. He is going to send somebody who He uses, who He supplies through, in order to bring that answer. And it is God's love to. Have his church participate in this great privilege. The Almighty God is the source of all sustenance and all life, and yet he allows us to also be in that seat where we dispense on behalf of God. What a great privilege! And as a disciple, as a Christian, it is important that you realize that being part of the church is being part of a supernatural body. It is not like being part of the golf club. You pay your membership fees, make sure that you attend, make sure that you gain the skills, make sure that you attend the seminars, and then you're all good. No! The church is the hand of God on the earth today. Without the church... God will not do what he wants to do. Let me say that again. Without the church, God chooses not to. He chooses not to do anything except through his church. The Bible says that the church is the body of Christ. That we are bone of his bones. Flesh of his flesh. That he is the head and we are the body. And it, this is a vital reality. It is not organizational lingo. It's not just to make us feel good. We are part of His body. No, 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 no. The same spirit that flows through the head flows through the members. Amen? Amen? So this morning we, we're going to speak about church leadership. And we're going to deal with the biblical model of leadership and why it is that God works through church leadership. We're going to deal with the purposes of eldership. We're going to speak about the qualifications of eldership. And then next week we'll talk about how God begins to move people into church leadership. Let me just say from the onset that the Old Testament has a model of leadership where one man is dealing with God on behalf of the people. He is called the priest or the high priest. And that high priest goes to God because everyone else is not eligible or qualified to go into the presence of God. But that was a temporary system while sin was still a hindrance. And God had to deal through Christ with the issue of sin that separates men from God. So that the whole congregation could have access to the throne of grace. That is why, if you look at me standing here, it is only by election, by grace. It is not because of any special qualification on my part. It is important that you realize that the things that I can access from God, you might be able to access even quicker if you are able to learn the Word of God and that your title does not keep you. Many of us, we have made our reference point the leaders of the church. But there is a God who hears your voice when you pray. There is a God that answers your plea when you pray. In fact, this is not even a thing where God has hired hirelings and employed employees for the work of service that he wants to accomplish. He has given birth to us. And he has not only given birth to the pastors and the elders. (laughs) He has given birth to every single disciple that is born again. Of his own will has he begotten us. By the word of truth. Not according to the will of a man. Or man's desire. But because of God's heart. Amen. This will bring you near to the things of God. The problem with the church is not that God has not been inviting everyone. The problem with the church is that somebody told them that God does not want to see them. And it is the enemy's agenda to keep you out from the things of God on the basis that you do not qualify. When Jesus himself said it is finished and the veil was completely torn and that eternally everyone has access to the very throne of their father. And plus the word of God will not admonish us only to come in quietly according to the protocols and sit in your place. But he says come boldly to the throne of grace. Why? Something has changed. Something has changed. When that son of God came on the earth and he was dying on a cross for us, the whole universe recognized that something was shifting. Heaven and earth and under the earth, angels, demons, everybody recognize that there is a change of position. That the disciple and the people of God will no longer sit in the outer courts. But that they will be inside the holy of holies on the very lap of their father. Amen. It is on the principle of this that we then present to you. The place of the eldership and the place of apostles and teachers and all. It is not to keep you from God. It is not to control what you can get from God. In fact, it is to grow you. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the, the first slide. Ephesians 4, 11, verse 15. And He gave some. He gave some, meaning He gave some people. Some congregations. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Tell the person next to you to perfect you. What does it mean to perfect? Another, another version will say to equip. Equip. But because of our Greek mindset, our Roman sort of heritage of our laws and everything, our education system, we feel that when you are are being equipped, you are just being taught information. No. Over here, it is almost like um, a soldier who is going to the army. Right? In order to perfect that soldier, he will not only be trained in terms of the skills... Once he's been trained, he needs to have a certain diet. Once he has a certain diet, he needs to have a certain character and boldness, aggression and bravery. And once he has that, then on the day of battle, he needs to be fully furnished and equipped. He needs to have the armor on. And this is what God wants to do in your life. The lie of the enemy is just wait, just wait it out. Life is hard. Life is real the struggle or the hustle is real. (laughs) And it will bring people around you that keep you reminded of that. Just remember, this is earth. Everyone must deal with death and taxes. And it is important that we realize that Christ's vision for us is here. That God will firstly give you these people to furnish and equip and mature and grow and perfect you right perfect the saints for the work of ministry step 2 so you are perfected you are built up and out of that you begin to out of your heart out of your spirit minister life when we say work of ministry don't see it as roles of teaching and preaching and uh, and ah uh, uh, uh. it is not academic our ministration is not words Our ministration is spirit. Tell the person next to you, your ministration is spirit. The Bible says that the first Adam was a living soul. He was a living soul. God made him from the dust and blew into him. He became a living soul. The Bible says that the second Adam, after which those who are born again are tailored after, is a life-giving spirit. You are a life-giving spirit. The same life that was in Christ is flowing in your spirit. And that is the life that you bring to nations. Out of that life comes revelation and solutions and information and all of that. But before you have revelation and dead information and dead words, you need to have that life. And that life is in the Son, and that life was given to you when you were born again. Amen? So therefore, the, the leadership perfects you and equips you and matures you so that you begin to flow out of your belly. That You don't restrain the life that is in you. It begins to overflow and become a ministration wherever you go. Whether they recognize you as a teacher, prophet, apostle or not. Some of us, we are waiting. Pastor Yuma has not yet made an appointment with me. So I will not minister anything. When you realize who you are, you cannot help but minister. You you can't help it. You can't help it. It's in your DNA. You were born with it from Christ. Amen. So you are perfected for that ministry. And then for the edifying of the body of Christ. Once that begins to happen, everyone is flowing from the inside. Living water, rivers of living water, the prophetic words were said, rivers rivers of living water, rivers, rivers of living water (laughs) begin to flow out of you. And wherever, the prophetic word says that the river that flows from the throne of God that is now inside of us, wherever it goes, it causes new trees and new plants and new, there's a, a fruitfulness that comes wherever you are. And if you are part of the church and those rivers of living water are flowing in our midst, it is no question as to whether we are moving from glory to glory. Amen? It is not something that we have to wonder about. It is something that has been decreed by God. As the people begin to experience the Holy Spirit, as they release what is inside of them, that splashes everywhere, life and fruitfulness is the order of the day. 24-7. All the time. Amen? Until we come to the unity of the faith. Hey. You look at the body of Christ now. There seems to be a, a disunity of the faith with, a, with a, a, a pinch of tolerance. Hello, brother. Don't come here. You speak too much in tongues. <laughs> And the the fivefold ministry is supposed to break out of walls. It's supposed to break out of barriers. And that ministration is supposed to go to the entire body. It is God's dream. We come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. This knowledge of the Son of God is not just that we will know Jesus and know about Him. No, it is a full and complete knowledge. A full and complete knowledge that you begin to handle with like a good mechanic who knows a car. There's one guy that says, I know cars. Then when you take his, uh, uh, your, 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 your Volvo to him, it comes back and it's no longer, the airbags are no longer working. But you ask him just to change the oil filter. The airbags, The airbags don't work anymore. No, but I know how to do it. This knowledge here, church, hear me good. We are here every Sunday. Let us not waste our time. Oh my God. Let us not waste our time. We have a tradition of church attendance. (laughs) But let every Sunday be a build up. Build up. That from week to week, your colleagues are just thinking, hmm, what is happening with this person? Because you just keep moving from one level of glory to the next. Because the impartation is taking place. Amen. Amen. If you, especially if you don't wash it down during the week with some uh, dodgy series and television. <laughs> the knowledge of the Son of God. Huh? We have the mind of Christ. And then unto a perfect man. Hallelujah. <laughs> These things sound like when we are in heaven one day, yeah, we will be like this. The purpose of God is for his bride to be shiny while she is still here. Glorious. Okay, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature. (laughs) So unto a perfect man, perfect man, mature man, full grown. We were here having babies. How many of you will ask one of these babies, please next week we have outreach at at the hospital service, please be there. How many of you will expect that from this baby? And in the church, how many are babies? And we are trying to impact nations. (laughs) Ah! You just hear complaining, murmuring, crying, and you just smell nappies. I know. I know. And it is okay for a season. Huh. But once you are 3 years old, 4 years old, 5 years old, 6 years old, you need to have a a growth. Then when you are 10 and 15, then when you are 21, you can no longer be expecting your nappies to be changed. If that is happening, there is something wrong. Amen? And in your life, I've been born again 25 years, praise God. Have you grown? Have you grown? There are some people, they've been born again for five years. They are much more mature. Much more mature. Than than some people who have been a deacon for 60 years. Is that God's will? No. Because to the extent that those he left in charge, my goodness. He left us in charge. (laughs) He left us in charge. And if he left us in charge and we stay babies, he will come back to a place full of hmm. You know what hmm is, eh? Yeah. It is a non-negotiable, your growth. Some of us have still not submitted ourselves to be discipled. No, I disciple myself, me and Jesus. Okay. Okay. And it is God's plan that you are not only mature, but that you are mature to the measure and the stature and the fullness of who? Christ, not my pastor. The the destiny for where God wants to put you is in Christ, where he has you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. This is awesome. Because it's not only on the basis of duty. This is a matter of privilege. Because to the extent that I mature to that place, I am able to participate in certain things. We'll get there. Okay. That henceforth we be no more children. No more children. What happens with children? Children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine or teaching, the latest thing that comes into town. Then I'm here. Then I'm here. Then I'm speaking to Pastor Ephraim. Please counsel me because I read a book. (laughs) Who told you to read that book? Do you read your Bible? No, but that book is based on the Bible. (laughs) Okay. And when the the winds come, it's to and fro. You are never moving. It's actually to and fro like this. To and fro. (laughs) To and fro. You are supposed to be there. It's been 20 years. And God's heart is that he will give you people around you that will be able to take you from point A to point B. Quick, 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 quickly because there's work to be done. And the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love that we may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So that means not only are you waved to and fro by teaching, but there is an agenda to deceive you. Tell the person next to you there is an agenda to deceive you. If you don't know the truth, you, it's not that you will be deceived. You are deceived. I, I know I don't know all the things, but uh, I'm not deceived yet. You, <coughs> that is a deception. <laughs> that is already the start. And the Word of God says, as babies, crave, crave, crave the pure spiritual milk of the Word of God. So that there, thereby you may grow. Amen. Let's go to the next slide. Galatians 4 verse 1 to 4. I mean that the heir, the heir is the person, not the heir, or the heir. (laughs) The heir is the person who inherits. As long as he is a child, he is no different than... Does this bother you, church? He's no different than than a... Though he is what? Though he is the owner of the Lord of everything. The other person next to you, as long as you are a child. Even though you own everything in Christ. You, you will be a servant. No, you will be a slave. <laughs> Do you see the incentives <laughs> for growing up? Some preachers say, you need to take your thumb out of your mouth and just grow up. Some people, you can't correct them, not even a little bit. You know, they beat their wife. And then you told them, it is not according to the word of God. You know, God has a better plan for your marriage. Oh, you'll never see him in, the, in that church again. Or she's in a relationship with a boyfriend. And the guy's dodgy. And uh, you tell her, look. You know, God has a better plan for your life. Maybe you should just dump this guy. Boop! you will never see that lady there again. She will go to that other place where they say it's all good. (laughs) Amen. No different than a slave, though he is the owner of all, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. There are certain things that you cannot access even in our normal society. There are certain things that you cannot access until you reach age of majority. You cannot give a car to a four-year-old as much as they beg and prove to you that I am a prodigy. I've got the skill. Why? Because the inclination is that it will destroy many lives. Give us the next slide. What is the purpose of the church? Take us to the next one. What is the purpose of church leadership? One, full revelation of the gospel. When, when the Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. What does that word salvation there mean? For most people it means going to heaven. But the gospel is so full, the good news is so full, it affects every area of your life. Every area of your life. And God brings leaders into your life in order to unveil that to you. Amen. The second one, equipping the church. Not just equipping, but to reign. The Bible says that they that receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in this life as kings. This is the issue, church. You are already a king. But you are a king under harassment. And the only reason why you are a king under harassment is because you don't know any better. As soon as you discover some things, the harassment stops that afternoon. (laughs) That afternoon. That afternoon. The harassment that you are praying for God to intervene, to come and, and sort out. Right? It's a factor of knowledge. Then the third thing is the administration of the grace of God. This means there are certain holy moments, if I can call them that. The theological term is sacraments. eh? That are administered by the church. The holy communion, marriage, baptisms. Unsafe people cannot come in and do our holy communion. This is holy moments where the, 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 the supernatural and the natural are, are, are crossing like this. Only the church can administrate that, And those places release certain graces of God. Then, pioneering expensive works. Not expensive, <laughs> but expanding works. Amen? The church of God is always on an increasing territorial conquest. We are not like just safe here in our corner. If you are like that, I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time. The enemy will visit your camp. So our approach is aggression. Take ground. Not okay. I've I've received my breakthrough. I've received my healing. But my sister, ah. Once you have that attitude, it will start getting hot and uncomfortable there where you are. The heart of God is to start where the seed is planted. Boom. And then out of that, a tree grows and more seeds fall. Boom. And then more, more trees grow and it keeps increasing like that. And the Bible says that it was Adam's job to take the garden of Eden and expand it over the whole earth. This is what the elders and leaders will do. This is what we will do. And then preparing the bride of Christ. When Jesus comes back, he is coming for a spotless bride without wrinkle, without spot, without blemish. And that is a place to which we must grow. Give us the next slide. there. Colossians 1 verse 18. And he is the head of the body who is us, the church. Yes. And he is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. Who are the others who are born from among the dead? We are. When you say born again, we are born from the dead. We are those who have died with Christ and came out with him. He was the first one, and then we came out, and therefore he is not ashamed to call us brethren. So that in everything he might have the supremacy. So the church is a theocracy, not a democracy. The church is based in a kingdom. Not a republic. Not a democratic republic. Therefore, the king of kings will not ask for your opinion concerning how he will do things. It is, it is, it is, not, it is very unlike to kingdoms. And some of us... <laughs> We have seen those YouTube videos of dictators and therefore we feel that, no, based on those experiences there, it is dangerous to have a theocratic model in the church. Let's make the church a democracy. Let's vote. Everyone agree? Yes. (laughs) The way that God operates is he's on the throne. No one will unseat him ever. No one will unseat him ever. And for many of us, we have received Jesus as Savior. But we have never recognized this crown in our lives. In fact, we recognize our own crown. And Jesus is there to serve our own interests. Church, you are a bit quiet today. Is this too much truth to handle on baby dedication Sunday? Huh? Hmm? And you are you are in, in conflict with the government of God. If in your mind you have issues with accepting the lordship of Christ and his delegation principles. And it is God who is going to keep leaders accountable. I tell you, for those of you who are concerned, yeah, but what about the people who are being abused by these leaders and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It is God who is, one, going to keep them accountable. And then secondly, those people who are being abused in churches where they're, they're, they're hurting and being taken advantage of, where are you? I criticize on Facebook. If you really love them so much, those ones that are eating grass and drinking petrol, why don't you go there? Instead of trying to change the system of God. Right? Right? You should start fasting and praying and saying, oh God, raise me up. I will not do that to the people. But what do we do? <laughs> These preachers. <laughs> and we continue on with life. And then when God wants to make certain decisions in his kingdom, we have a huge opinion based on that thing that happened. Hey, hey, hey let me just raise a red flag here. That is here. That is when the church is at that place. It is full of immaturity. Full, 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 full of immaturity. We are not even at the place where we can garner ourselves and ready ourselves to be out there doing what God has called us to do. Because we are having uh, long debates. Long debates about whether God's wisdom is really, really effective. And whether this in this dispensation, you know, where there's cell phones and modern, and and internet. Because Jesus didn't know about those things. When there's cell phones and internet, maybe we should have a different approach. (laughs) The truth is true, and it's for the blessing of the nations, church. Amen? Take us to the next slide. So these are some of the church leadership models. These are typical of what we see in church. And I know that this morning it seems a little bit informative and academic, but it's fine. You need to know these things. We are raising church planters anyway. The first model is what they call the Episcopalian. Government through a bishop or a hierarchy of bishops. This is also the quote-unquote man-of-God model, right? Because the anointing and grace is upon that person, and then out of that, they govern. And all the delegations flow, flow from the one person at the top down. And uh, you are lucky if you have a good guy up there. <laughs> and if you don't have a good guy, hopefully there's not a fence around your church building. <laughs> An electric one and the gate is closed. Yeah? I know there are some of us we have escaped cults. Okay? So the Episcopalian form of government is on the basis that God does anoint people. And he does use them mightily when they're operating like that. But the weaknesses of human nature do introduce certain risks. Amen? The next one is Presbyterian. And the examples of the Episcopalian are typical. You guys would know in our churches nowadays, we've got one denomination, quite a large one, that has one very, you know, very important person at the top at one very important city. (laughs) Okay? So, um, the next one is Presbyterian. Government through the elders or the presbyters. Okay? This one is what we tend to see a lot in the biblical model. And the Bible speaks in the book of Titus how the Apostle Paul left Titus and said that, I left you there in Crete so that you can set things in order and put in elders. And the elders generally are made up of people that have these fivefold giftings. Right? But they operate... In that council of elders, and generally there may be a lead elder, yes, but there's a lot of cross influence, and there's a lot of deference and submission. If that changes to one person leading everything, it goes back to being episcopalian. All right. Then you have the congregational model, government through the congregation. So if we want to make a decision, we call all of y'all, especially the guys who are covenant members. Everyone else. can just uh, can just visit there but uh, the the votes are usually by the members some of you have been asking, i've been here for many years why do i have to become a covenant member because there are certain things which we actually defer to congregational contexts where we want input but we don't want input just from visitors we would like input from people who are willing to walk the road with us 10 years 20 years 30 years till the lord comes Not to say that if you marry outside the church, you might not need to. (laughs) Anyway, and then the next one is Phantom. This one is quite new. And uh, there's a movement called the Emerging Church. And it is people who are writing books about how I got over church. And how church is uh, overrated. And how I've gotten over organized religion. So they prefer disorganized religion. And they prefer leaderless movements. But what actually happens is it's a sham. And then what, what emerges are those people who have issues from the previous church. They emerge and they begin to act like leaders without being detected and kept accountable on that standard. Amen? So you have the house church movement. And this is not the legitimate one because uh, many underground churches operate in a house church movement, but they still have leaders and elders and people overseeing. But in this movement, it's like you ask them, "Who is your pastor?" No, we don't have a pastor. We just operate as the Spirit leads. Hey, 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 hey! Which Spirit is leading that thing? No, the Holy Spirit. Ah. Very dangerous church and very sophisticated for you people that are very up, up, up ahead, you know. We've left traditional Christianity behind, you know, church and leaders. is for the past. It's for Jesus' time. Now we are in a time where, you know, we have technology and things. We are into the phantom move. Be careful. Be careful. Amen? Take us to the next slide. So the Presbyterian form of government... There is a first among equals, which is the lead elder among the elders. And then it's appropriate for Presbyterian churches and also for apostolic churches like us. So even the apostolic team, we don't submit under one apostle. We submit under an apostolic team. And they cover, and it's not exclusive that you'll always see Pastor Simon here from Johannesburg. Sometimes you will see... uh, carol or gillian but those are the people that oversee and they don't actually rule here the uh, the the elders make the decisions but they give insight and and begin to influence and we have to be open to that and this seems to be the biblical and new testament pattern of government and the front runner leader will be hmm? there will be a front runner leader with added strength wisdom accountability and protection of the other elders amen Take us to the next slide. Okay, so now we are getting to the functions of an elder. And church, please connect it because I see some of you like, "Hmm, I don't aspire to become an elder. I think I should just, you know, go for KFC quickly. Uh, Pay attention here because these are the people that carry grace to be able to impact your life. To be able to cause you to grow. The elder is an overseer. A ruler, a shepherd feeder, a prayer warrior, operates in the supernatural and the miraculous. James says, if anyone is sick among you, call the elders. Okay, And then preaching and teaching is a worshiper, a protector, a watchman, a hard worker, and a servant of the church. These are supposed to be people who lay their lives down for you. It shouldn't be people who lord it over. Keep going to the next slide. And the functions of an elder pertain to the vision, the philosophy of how we do ministry, the doctrine, the preaching and teaching, the finances, judging, discipline, justice, counsel and wisdom, and also ordaining of new le- leaders and deacons. Take us to the next slide. What are the qualifications? This is a little small, but if you're in connect, you'll be able to get the version you can read. Okay. They need to be above reproach. An elder should be above reproach, shouldn't be validly accused, should be completely devoted to his wife, one wife, should avoid extremes and excesses, should wisely establish his priorities, should be respected, should love strangers and should be hospitable, should be skillful as a teacher, should not be addicted to wine, should not be given to physical violence, WWE should be forbearing, yielding his rights. Should not be an arguer. Should does not love money. Manages his family well. Or his children obey him with respect. Is not a new believer and has a good testimony with the world. Okay, take us to the next one. Why? Why are we making sure that these people have certain measures? Because they are handling your lives and your souls. We can't just get any Tom, Dick, Harry in, into that place. So the elder, and this is also for the deacons. Now in our church, we, we, we call them leaders, ministry leaders. Some of our ministry leaders didn't know that they were deacons. Okay? So if you're overseeing the worship ministry, you're a deacon. If you're overseeing the pastoral ministry, you're a deacon. Okay? So the elders and the deacons, I've already wrote, read those ones. So the deacons... Also, one wife should be respectable and dignified, not a drunkard, not addicted to wine, not a love of money, not greedy, should manage his household, should manage his children, should not be double-tongued, a gossip, should hold to the mystery of the faith, and should be tested first. Meaning, they should serve first so that we can see if the guy can actually even come on time or commit to their commitment. Amen. Next slide. So this is just for your information. This is how our church operates. Roughly, we've got the apostolic leadership uh, leadership team. Then we've got the citywide elders. You all know the elders. Elder Godfrey and Brenda. and I won't go through the list. So those elders oversee these committees. The finances, the HR, missions, and social responsibility. And then under those operate the different congregations, one of which is central, which Pastor Hilma is leading. Amen? Just for your information in case you wanted to know. Okay, give us the next slide. So what is our biblical response to church eldership? This is now, okay, now this relates to me. How do I respond to being in a church where there's elders? What we see here is a buffet. And uh, God has, has spent a lot of time preparing a wonderful meal for His children so that you can be fully nourished and fully equipped. What some people do is they only go for the veggies. They only go for the veggies, and then they skip some of the fish, and they just go, you know. It is important that we begin to trust the Holy Spirit, that what He's doing through the elders... Will come through as something that will bless our lives. Go to the next slide. I'll show you one. Joseph. He was among his brothers chosen by God. He ends up being the one who saves Israel. And saves the whole world from hunger. If those brothers knew that Joseph was there. And they were in hunger. And they didn't have enough confidence to go back. They would have starved. Moses. Moses. Moses was criticized by his sister and and his brother. They said, is Moses the only one who is anointed among you? I'm also a prophetess. Can God not speak through me? And Miriam became leprous because God hates that kind of thing. Yeah? Because he's trying to bless a whole nation through Moses. And yet, there are people who want to pull rank and positions. Jesus... He stood in front of the Pharisees and they called him demon-possessed. This was God and this was the one who was coming to give them what they were searching the scriptures for for 1,500 years. I'm telling you, church, if you look at Pastor Yoma here and you despise her because of the outward appearance, you will forfeit many things that God wants to bring into your life through her. If you look at your eldership and you consider them as, "I I grew up with that guy freedom (laughs) that guy he was my brother i grew up with him what can you tell me if you look at people like that you will only get the natural things but god has deposited in leaders much more much more and there is a place where you can draw beyond even what they are giving you because of the grace on, on 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 their lives timothy the apostle paul told timothy don't let anyone look down on you because you are young what was the tendency there that guy is young what can he tell me where will we go with such a young leadership the bible warns against that why because we forfeit our own blessing sometimes god brings you a miracle and he brings you a miracle through an African person that you used to hate because of racism. And now, I Lord, send somebody else. I would rather be without my breakthrough for another 10 years, but not like this. Not like this. Not like this. And then there are some of us will receive from a child. We will take from a child. If that's the breakthrough, come, we will take from a child. Amen. It's an attitude of the heart. Give us the next slide. We are almost finished. 1 Peter 5 verse 1 to 3 says, So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is to be revealed. Shepherd, elders, shepherd the flock of God that is among you. Exercise oversight, but not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you. Not for shameful gain or for money, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. That's the encouragement that God is giving to His under shepherds. Next slide. Hebrews. It says, obey those who rule over you. Church, this is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church. He says, obey those who rule over you. And be submissive, for they watch out for your souls. As those who... Must give an account. Sometimes you feel like you advise somebody. They don't want to take your advice. And you feel like telling the Lord on that day. I told them. I told them. We must give an account. And let them do so with joy. Let the elders serve you with joy. Not with grief. Let the elders not feel grief and, and oppression. Because of the way you speak about them. Because of how you treat them. But for that would be unprofitable to you. Give us the next slide. The church is one of their elders and submit to their leadership. And must be careful not to entertain accusations against them. Except if there is more than two or three witnesses. Don't even listen. Because <laughs> I I saw Pastor Yuma at that other... If you hear that kind of gossip, immediately say satan get behind me now i'm telling you because that that gossip spirit is a bitterness it's a gangrene in the body of christ and it begins to defile many watch your tongue please don't be participating in hellish propaganda promoting the the demeaning and the tearing down of your brothers and sisters when you are seeing somebody on tv preaching and you see the media painting them in a certain color, don't participate. Unless if you are going to visit the guy and talk to him uh, yourself, then you have room. Otherwise, keep your mouth shut. You don't know that that person is actually being attacked by, by hellish propaganda, and you are jumping on that ship and starting to rail away and keep people from what God is doing. When in doubt, be quiet. Amen? It will be wise. Your friends will be like, hey, are you judging us now? Don't you want to participate? So I see you agree with the guy. And they are trying to mock you to try and get some kind of input. Don't take part in that. Amen? These are spiritual things. That devil wants you to get into that. That's step one. (laughs) Then after that step is a slippery slide down to destruction. Amen? Give us the next slide. Yes. We are finished. <laughs> praise the Lord. Some of you are praising praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. So church, we will continue next week. But this is very important, you know. We are not a context which is leaderless. We, we are in a place where the kingdom of God is being exercised. And God has a way that he wants to do it. And we want you to be aware of this. Amen. Won't you stand? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we declare, let's all lift our hands. Ah, Put your hands down. There's something else the Lord wants to do. If you are here this morning and uh, you have hurts or you have issues in your heart of church leadership, whether it's because you were hurt by a leader in the past, Or whether the enemy poisoned your opinion based on something you read or something you saw. We want to pray for you this morning. If that's you, just lift up your hand. As you humble yourself, the grace of God is going to flow. Okay? I see those hands. We want to pray for you. So if you are around them, just put your hand on them. If you are around them, put your hand on them. We're going to pray right now. If you are far from them, just stretch forth your hand so participate. Father in the name of Jesus we release the healing anointing of the Holy Spirit right now and Father we declare Lord God that your way is the higher way your thoughts are not our thoughts your ways are not our ways and this morning we want to repent Lord we want to turn away from all kinds of evil thoughts concerning church leadership, concerning your church Lord, concerning your body and Father we want to lay it down this morning We pray for our brothers and sisters, and Lord, we impart the grace of God to be free this morning. And they'll be completely set free in Jesus' name. And from today, Lord, that when they think of church leadership, they'll experience great joy and relief, great passion. That if they see something they are concerned about, that they will pray, that they will fast, Lord God. That they will continue to build up, Lord. That they will not be used in their mouths, in their tongues, to destroy in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray against every critical spirit, every gossiping spirit, every lying spirit, Lord, that has been operating in these areas, Lord. And we cancel His power in the name of Jesus, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank You, Lord. Amen. Amen. If you are here this morning, you have not been born again, you have not given your heart to Jesus before. You might have grown up in church. You might have, uh, at some point said some prayer but you are not living in a relationship with jesus we want to give you an opportunity this morning to come to christ so if that's you if you're here just lift up your hand we want to pray with you this is your hour this is your time is there a hand i see that hand come on this is the time this is why we came to church if you are here this morning you'd like to give your heart to jesus just lift up your hand i see that hand i see that hand i see that hand the lord jesus christ he died in he died on the cross he died on the cross he was raised from the dead this is not about joining a club this is eternal life these are holy things so if you are there as a step of faith to say yes i believe in the resurrection of jesus and i want to receive jesus in my heart, and I want to receive eternal life, come forward. Come and stand here. As you are coming, the Lord is doing something. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. He will never reject you. He will never push you away. You can look to me. You can look to me. Turn this way. Turn this way. Amen. You are just standing alive. Look at me. You were born for this. Jesus died on the cross to give you eternal life. And it is not something you have to work for or pay for. Yeah? The good news this morning has come to you that Jesus loved you so much. He was willing willing to take your guilt for all the evil that you've done. All the things that you deserved hell for. He went to the cross and died on your place. And not only that, he now brings you to his father so that you can be a child of God. Do you hear me? This is the good news. Your lives will never be the same again. I know this morning we are talking about church leadership and what, what, what. But the Holy Spirit was speaking to you. Amen. Open your hands like this. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm here. I heard your voice. Thank you for forgiving me. I know that I don't deserve it. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe that you are alive today and I receive you this morning as my savior as my master as my God as my Lord Lord Jesus I receive eternal life into my spirit right now do something with my life make me a blessing take my hand Lead me in the way everlasting. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as a church, Lord, we bless these new believers, Lord God. As they come in, Lord, as they are giving their hearts to you, as they are rededicating their lives to you. In the name of Jesus, we cut off every part of the enemy, every chain of the enemy, broken. In the name of Jesus, that has been keeping them back. That has been binding their lives. And we declare the freedom of God over them. We declare the Spirit of God over them. We declare the anointing of God over them. We declare the power of God over them. We declare the freedom of God over them. We declare the love of God over them. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. And we say thank you Lord. We say thank you Lord. We say thank you Lord. We say thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. 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 Lord. Thank you, Lord. There are people behind you. They want to have a, a discussion with you, encourage you, pray with you, all the questions you may have. Yeah. This is the beginning of the rest of your life. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back No turning back. The cross before me the cross before the world behind me the world behind me The cross before me the world behind me The cross before me the, before me. the, world, behind me. the world behind me No turning back No turning. Thank you, Lord. So there are people behind you. They're going to walk with you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. For the rest of the church, may the Lord bless you. May He cause you to grow. That you will no longer be a child in the spirit realm. May He give you a deep craving for the word of God. A deep craving. A deep, deep addiction (laughs) for the word of God. May you continue to shine as a bright light in the marketplace. Wherever you are, that people who deal with you will begin to get conviction of the Holy Spirit concerning their need for Christ. That your work is excellent and blessed. And that whatever you do will always make an impact. May your your families be blessed. May your children prosper. May your finances be blessed. May everything that you touch prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. If you have any specific needs, the leaders will be here if you need prayer or anything like that.